When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space, slips a tackle, and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know who that's? The q Oh, my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to go through the keys to the game between the Jets and the New England Patriots, the rematch, this one at Foxborough. And to do that, we bring in our friend who does all the film over at the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, The Thunder, from down under Mr. Luke Grant. Luke, what's up, buddy? I'm doing pretty well. We're getting close to Jets football again. I'm just about ready to hurt. So uh, let's dive into the Jets' pats and hope it goes better than the first matchup. Wouldn't take much, I would say, after what we saw at first matchup week two here at MetLife <laughs> Stadium. So let's talk about some things the Jets can do to hopefully get a better result, if not a win, at least a more competitive game against the Patriots coming up tomorrow. The first one is that the Jets actually are really good at taking the ball away in terms of forcing and recovering fumbles. They're in the top 10 in that category, but they have yet to intercept a pass. If they want to have success against the Patriots, I think that's going to have to change. Mac Jones is a rookie. I know he's been pretty good, but he has still thrown an average of one interception per game so far. Got to force him into at least one in this game, I think, to have a chance. Yeah, it's a necessity. I mean, this can only keep going for so long. And I think we'd both agree the Jets defense has overperformed outside of the Atlanta game and played really well. But you need to start, you know, getting these young DBs to to find the turnovers and to find the interceptions. On the positive side, I thought Bryce Hall got extremely close twice over in London against Atlanta. Uh, Both times he got his hands on the ball just before halftime. He just missed one on a third and one on a flat route to the tight end. So They're getting closer. He's getting closer. Michael Carter's always in the vicinity. So 
look, you have to hope that trend kind of turns around. I know sacks come in bunches, hopefully turnovers come in bunches. And once that first one comes off the board, I think you'll start to see this defense get rolling a little more and get some more production off of interceptions. But yeah, this this can't keep going if the Jets want to be not just competitive in these games, but beat some of these teams who are two and three, two and four and aren't good football teams. They've got a whole stretch of them coming up that you can't just keep you know, forcing people to field goals and holding them to field goals. You need to take the ball away too. Mike Debate, who covers the Patriots for SI and Locked on Patriots, was on the show yesterday for Know Your Foe. And what he said is that a lot of Patriots fans and a lot of press who cover the Patriots are getting frustrated with how conservative Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels have been with Mac Jones. Now, Mac Jones, I think, has played pretty well. But the question is whether or not they're going to take the training wheels off here at home. Foxborough against the Jets. This would seem to be a pretty good opportunity to do it. We know, however, that even with the training wheels on, there have been mistakes. We saw what Trayvon Diggs did last week, taking that ball all the way to the end zone for a touchdown for Dallas. Who do you think is the most likely on this Jets defense based on the way that you expect the Jets to defend Mac Jones to be the guy that goes in there and finally gets that interception if it's going to happen tomorrow? To be honest, it could be a guy who's returning, Marcus May. I thought there were a couple of balls that, Mac Jones through that could have been intercepted by the safety just after the Trayvon Diggs interception that you talked about, Scott. I actually think the big play that followed that for the touchdown to Kendrick Bourne should have been an interception too. If the safety took even an okay route to the football, I expect the Jets to play a lot of uh, cover three, cover four. So I think that in that instance, the people who are going to have the chance for the interceptions are probably the safeties. And I think Marcus May has got a good chance. But as I said, Bryce Hall's got a good shot too, just because he's got a nose for the football he has since his time in Virginia. So if you made me bet on it, I think those would be the two names I'd, I'd pick. And if it's going to happen, it's going to have to be because the Jets forced Mac Jones to hold the ball longer than he normally does. He's averaging 2.5 seconds per throw. We know what happens when a quarterback, especially a rookie, holds on to the ball too long. That's where the mistakes come in. So I would assume that Salah and Ulbrich have sat down and tried to devise ways to make that happen tomorrow when the Jets play the Patriots at Foxborough. I know Patriots fans are frustrated, but Josh McDaniels does a great job getting the ball out of Mac Jones' hands, manufactured touches for the tight ends, some screens, things like that. Uh, when it's a play action, it's short play action, one, two, three, turn around, find the receiver. So, look, I think, to be honest, if the Jets have, want to have a chance to do that and let their pass rush eat, they need to play more man coverage because who are you really scared about in man coverage on this Patriots team? I don't think there's a guy that you look at across the board, maybe Jacoby Myers in the slot, but I feel good about Michael Carter in that matchup. So I think they need to play more man. I'd like to see them come out and be aggressive, put the impetus on their young secondary to stand up and perform because that's how you're going to do it. If you sit back in zone, they'll just sit back and they'll just get the ball out of their hands. The three-step Patriots offense that we've seen for years and years from it, Daniels and Brady, that's what they're trending towards. If you want to stop that, you've got to play tight man. You've got to press at the line of scrimmage. I don't think it's a terrible thing for the Jets and I'd like to see them do that. And they're going to have to be able to do something against the Patriots running backs in their running game. The linebackers are going to be key to this strategy. We know that the Jets have had their issues defending the run. They've been better than we expected against the pass for most of the season. And the Patriots have had a pretty good balance between running the ball and passing the ball. We already said what they have to do in order to make Mac Jones' life difficult at quarterback. They're also going to have to find a way to make it very difficult for the Patriots to gain yards on the ground. I know that sounds like a silly thing to say out loud because it's common sense. 
but the Jets haven't done it as much as we would like so far this season. So it's worth reiterating that they're going to need to do it tomorrow. Yeah, and not only that, I think if you shut down the running game, you're also going to impact their play-action passing game. You're going to force Mac Jones to drop back, be on the spot, and make a read and pick a defense apart more. But even more than just stopping the run, man, they've really been gashed by screens. The linebackers have taken bad routes against Tennessee. We saw numerous big plays, uh, a couple against Atlanta. You need to find a way to stop them in the passing game as well. CJ Mosley being out, well, he's doubtful. That's going to be a huge blow. The good news is that Jamie and Sherwood's been fantastic the last two weeks. We talked about it on the film breakdown for the rookies a couple of weeks ago, Scott. But they got to find a way to stop Harris. They need to find a way to stop Ramondre Stevenson when they give him some little touches out in the, out of the backfield in the passing game. So I think that's going to be key because, as we've talked about, they like to get their outlet passes, get the ball out of Mac Jones' hands quickly, and the running backs are key to that. So can they wrap? Can they tackle? Can they take good angles to the football? Because Quincy Williams has a lot of splash plays, but he also gives up a lot of plays as well. So if he can limit those, that's going to go a long way to the Jets being competitive. With Mosley out, do you think Sherwood is the most likely candidate to be the guy to step up and end up being the key to making this happen on defense? In other words, if the Jets are going to limit what the Patriots' backfield does, do you think that Sherwood is the number one reason why they might be able to limit it? Yeah, I think he's going to be key. And look, he was already starting in a three-linebacker set in that capacity alongside of Quincy Williams and CJ Mosley. But now when they go to two, in a, in a nickel look, he's also going to be on the field because CJ Mosley's not there. Gerard Davis isn't back yet. So his snaps are going to increase dramatically. And we know the Patriots are going to spend more than their fair share of time in 12 personnel. So they're going to keep forcing the Jets to play three linebackers as much as they can. And that's going to be detrimental to the Jets and what they're trying to do and really the strengths and weaknesses of their team because this linebacker core right now is not the strength. So it's going to be a challenging matchup. The Patriots schematically are going to push you and force your hand. So I'm interested to see how, you know, Jeff Ulbrich and Robert Sala respond and what they do defensively from a, a personnel point of view. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Luke, we talked about some defensive keys to the game, so let's talk about some offensive keys to the game now. And we'll start with the offensive line. Matthew Judon has been an absolute terror so far, six and a half sacks. He's been able to play a variety of different roles, a Swiss Army knife, if you will. You heard Mike DeBate talk about that on yesterday's show. If the Jets are going to be able to protect Zach Wilson and to make things happen on offense, they're going to have to limit the damage that Judon does. Easier said than done, but it has got to be one of the top priorities for Michael LaFleur and the Jets offense going into the game tomorrow. It has to be, but really, I mean, Matt Judon, isn't he just a Patriots player? He's that stand-up, walk-down outside linebacker. He can drop into coverage. He's got six and a half sacks already this season. He's just a Bill Belichick dude, and look, we should have seen the success coming. It's really not a surprise, but stopping him is going to be key. But what I'll say, Scott, is in the first matchup, I expected, and looking at the tape when I watched that Week 2 matchup, I'm pretty sure Matt LaFleur expected, sorry, Mike LaFleur, 
the Patriots to blitz and show these exotic looks. And really they didn't, they brought four a lot of the time. It was very vanilla and Zach Wilson just started so poorly and it snowballed. They didn't need to bring the heat. I would be very concerned if I was the Jets about the looks they're going to get up front. And I, you know, take your mind back to 2019 with Sam Donald on that Monday night football game. I think you're going to get a lot of those type of looks and that's going to mean a lot of Matt Judon on the edge, uh, a lot of isolated one-on-one matchups because they mug their linebackers in the A gap and you can't necessarily, you know, double team and bump a guard outside. So it's going to be a stress for this offensive line. Connor McGovern's got his work cut out with the calls and the protections. I hope they've been working hard because we saw the Jets struggle in those kind of looks week one, week two. They've been better the last month of the season, but I think it's going to be a huge test. And as you said, Matt Judon's the key. He's really the cog that makes that wheel turn and, you know, stopping him goes a long way to being productive or at least somewhat productive on offense. You think they're going to match him up against a variety of different offensive linemen, or do you think there's going to be one guy who's going to have to handle him more often than not? No, I think they'll move him all over the place. He, he'll he'll line up at their left outside linebacker position a fair bit, which means he'll be on Morgan Moses. Moses has the capability to handle him, but it's the additional stress of not just him and his talent, but the looks and the fronts they're giving you and the stress they're putting on you and your communication. That's what makes it even more difficult, and that's why he's having such a successful season. Zach Wilson has got to play better. We know what he did against the Atlanta Falcons, and a big part of the problem there is that he was missing those easy throws. So it goes without saying that he's got to start making those easy throws so that the Jets aren't in these difficult situations, particularly on third down. I think one of the keys to this game is the Jets doing everything to make Wilson's life easier. Now, that goes back to earlier this week at practice, finding ways to get him to be more effective with those short passes, but also being able to protect him and being able to scheme wide receivers open. We'll get into the specifics of those wide receivers in a bit, but they've got to do all of that. It's going to be a multi-pronged approach tomorrow. It really does. And the first quarter woes have been, you know, so obvious when you watch the games. Over the last four weeks, Scott and Mike LaFleur touched on it yesterday in his press conference. The Jets have only averaged seven offensive plays in the first quarter over the last month of the season. That's an incredible statistic. But despite them not being able to move the football, Zach Wilson has the deepest average depth of target in the NFL in the first quarter. So the Jets aren't having any success. They're not able to get any of these possessions rolling. But Zach Wilson is averaging, you know, an inordinate amount of depth downfield on his passes. So just it just doesn't add up and it doesn't make any sense. And that really needs to change. And I hope the bye week and the self-scouting you know, has brought that to the forefront. I know Rich Samini kind of pointed it out in the press conference yesterday. They need to do a better job of that. I know Michael LaFleur talked about how much man people are playing against the Jets and you can't find as many little manufactured dumps down underneath like against zone coverage, but you have to do a better job putting these man-beating routes, making it as simple as possible for your rookie quarterback because, you know, a lot of the play action and the deep stuff early, it just puts pressure on Wilson. He misses one, things start to snowball, and then you've got another bad performance like we saw in week two. So they have to make it as easy as possible. And then in turn, of course, Zach Wilson has to play better. He was not good against Atlanta, especially in the second and third quarters. That middle section of the game, it really fell apart. But if you can start strong and maintain it, I think the Jets have a chance because the Patriots aren't that good a football team. And it should go without saying that the Jets are going to have to score more than their average of 2.5 points in the first half if they want any real chance to win this. It's going to be essential. I mean, you can't put yourself in a hole week after week 
where you come out in the second half and teams know you're throwing the football, you're playing from behind. It puts such a stress on your offensive line because the pass rushers know they can come all game. You put a stress on Zach Wilson because he has to keep passing the ball because you're playing from behind. They need to find a way to score in the scripted period of the game. They should be able to to stick, sorry, they should be able to stick to the script because the Patriots aren't going to surprise you from a coverage perspective. They're going to run a lot of men. They're going to have cops and robbers underneath, not the, the game that kids play, but you know, a cop is when you have the, uh, the linebacker in the hole in the middle of the defense and they funnel him with outside leverage towards him. And then a robber is when a safety is playing that role. You're going to see that a ton from the Patriots. They're not going to be surprised. I hope Mike LaFleur can come up with a really good script to get these guys going. And maybe the run game can get going early. We haven't seen them effectively run the football in the first half either. That could be an underrated key that we haven't really touched on. So all in all, though, you're right. They need to score points. And we're not talking six points or even seven points. We need to score 10 plus points in the first half and try and get our noses in front and let our pass rush tee off. Luke, one of the potential X factors for this offense tomorrow is Elijah Moore. Now, we've been saying this all season, but I think they're going to have to unleash him against the Patriots here. He's going to be in man coverage a lot. He's the fastest player on the field. They're going to have to find him early and often if they want a chance to produce some offense against the Patriots in Foxborough tomorrow. He's going to be the guy. He, the, the Patriots are going to take away Corey Davis. We know what they do. They take away what you do best. And even though he's been up and down, Corey Davis is still that guy. But that said, Elijah Moore is your man-beating dude. He's fast. He's twitchy. He's explosive. He's good in short area quickness and, and short spaces. You can manufacture touches for him. And that's what I've been most disappointed on. And I know I've said this a few times on the show, Scott, but why have there been one manufactured touch for Elijah Moore in 2021? Let's be creative. Let's have a plan for this guy that we were happy to take at the back half of the first round if we sat uh, with that pick in 2021 in the draft. So let's see if Elijah Moore can have that breakout season because the good thing is he's getting open. And we saw it a ton against Atlanta. He was open on the deep cross where Zach Wilson had the uh, defensive pass interference and they ended up scoring the one-yard touchdown. He was open, but he got his feet out of bounds and had an illegal touching. He was open another couple of times in that Atlanta game, but the ball didn't find him. He's getting open. This is the week that Zach Wilson's got to find him because I think that's the key to this offense rolling is getting Elijah Moore the ball, not only because he's you know the explosive fast guy, because he's the best chance you have of beating man coverage. Anything different you would do specifically in terms of how to get the ball in Elijah Moore's hands early and often? I know obviously he's going to go out on routes, but I mean design touches. Just putting him in motion. I mean, I would say put him in the backfield occasionally, but Mike LaFleur kind of stamped all over that in his press conference two days ago. He kept talking about, you know, I know Debo Samuels is a similar player, but he's so much bigger. Look, we're not asking him to come and run inside zones. Why not use him like Ty Montgomery was used for the Packers? I think that's what I kind of foresaw when I when he was drafted here. They haven't done that. I don't expect that. But let's have him in motion instead of Braxton Berrios and Jamison Crowder. Let's get him free releases against man coverage. If Crowder's on the field, he's going to be in the slot. But you can still do some different things and be creative with him, whether it be some jet sweep motion, some kind of pivot, running him on whip routes, things like that, where he can utilize his change of direction, things that are also effective against man coverage. So whether they be design touches or just these short routes with change of direction, that's what I want to see him. There hasn't been enough of that. They keep talking about how he's a great deep threat. And look, I get it. And he is, and he can stretch the field. But this is a guy who can destroy you underneath. We haven't really seen that implemented in the offense yet. So that's really what I'm looking for. Got to get Denzel Mims involved too. 
Honestly, we say it every week and it's, <laughs> it's become a joke, but it really shouldn't be because look, this guy's explosive. He's great on crossing routes. He's a reliable catcher. You want to talk about beating man coverage. If no one's open, why don't you throw it to the six foot four guy who's got a great vertical leap and also runs a four three. It doesn't seem like the stupidest idea in the world to me, but look, I'm not going to hold my breath, but if Denzel Mims can get on the field, we'll see what he can do. Last year against the Patriots, um, I think it was a Thursday night football game, maybe with Joe Flacco at quarterback. Man, he was everywhere. Denzel Mims was catching balls over the middle. He was running slants, taking hits from the linebackers and safety over the center of the field, but still holding onto the football. Look, it's been a disappointing season, the way the coaching staff has handled it, the lack of real communication, just what's going on behind the scenes. But he has an opportunity to be productive. He has three catches already on the season for 20 plus yards. Let's just maybe see if he can continue it. And those are your keys to the game, courtesy of the Thunder from down under, Luke Grant. Thanks so much for coming on, Luke. Really appreciate it. Of course, Luke does great work breaking down the film on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. And his significant other, Alex, does fantastic work drawing up art for our T-shirts that are in our Play Like a Jet store over at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. Luke, go ahead and talk about the videos on our YouTube channel so that people know what they're getting if they subscribe. And also talk about the shirts that we've got at our store at tpublic.com. Again, T-E-E-Public.com. Yeah, I'll give you a rundown of the YouTube first. Um, what we've already got up there, there's a breakdown of Zach Wilson against Atlanta. Probably a good time to look back and refresh what we saw last. It was over a week and a half ago now. AVT video of him taking on Grady Jarrett and destroying that Falcons uh, interior defensive line. Uh, there's one off on Bryce Hall and his last two matchups against Tennessee and Atlanta, showing exactly how good he's been in cover three and man coverage in the red zone. What's coming up though, I'm going to make a video tonight if I can, looking at Three things that I want to see the Jets improve offensively coming off the bye week. Hint, there'll be less personnel, less 12 personnel in there. That's going to be a key for me. But just talking about some expectations and things I'd like to see schematically, I'll put some clips in there. Uh, and then there'll be a prediction video going up before the game with my five predictions for the game. And then, of course, straight afterwards, we'll get a live reaction and also a Zach Wilson breakdown. So plenty coming. And then on the shirts, look, they're fantastic. The Zach says go deep range is awesome. I've got a sticker on my laptop. We've got some shirts over here. They're fantastic. Alex killed the design. Make sure you check her out on Instagram. It's underscore can I be frank. And then the bless you, thank you range. Uh, Quinn and Williams, John Franklin Myers, two guys who are key for the Jets. They've been outstanding so far this year. So support the channel, support the Jets. It's cool merch, something a little different. So we'd highly recommend you getting on T Public and checking it out. Watch the videos on our YouTube channel and subscribe if you haven't already. And check out our store with the great artwork from Alex over at TeePublic. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. Let's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com.